Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the Sacred Emergence podcast. I'm so excited to introduce to you all our guest for today, Julie Boyer, who is the founder of Wake Up With Gratitude, is joining us from Vancouver Island. Um, Julie is a good friend of mine and her Wake Up With Gratitude is so amazing. She has a podcast. She is a photographer, so she has a business with gratitude and she is the author of 30 Days of Gratitude. So, so many things related to gratitude. I love it. Um, and she also is a mom who is homeschooling or unschooling, homeschooling mm-hmm. with the unschooling. And she has a network marketing business with USANA Health Sciences. Welcome to the show, Julie. Oh, thank you, Michelle. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy we're finally doing this. <laughs> I know. It's like we were trying to get this like sometime last year, but timing worked out for now, for 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to dive in because I know that um, gratitude has been a huge, like a huge thing for you. And I'm curious, like what sparked that? Um, and then we can go from there. Sure. So I remember back when The Secret came out, that was a long time ago, back in like 2007. And they talked about writing, you know, what you're grateful for. And I thought, this is great. I journaled for many years, but I had never kept a gratitude journal. So I started with The Secret gratitude journals. And on one side of the page, you would write everything you're grateful for, you know, that happened. And then you would write your gratitude intention on the other side of the page. You know, what were you trying to achieve? And I did that for quite some time. But like most people... I stopped doing it. I don't know why. Maybe my journal ran out. I forgot about it. I have no idea why I stopped. But fast forward a few years, I was at a USANA convention and they had a special guest named Sean Aker. And he wrote a book called The Happiness Advantage. And I went to the workshop that he did. And he said, if you want to shift your mindset in 21 days, one of the strategies you can use is to do a gratitude practice. And he said, here's what's really critical about this practice is that when you are writing your gratitude each day, you're writing specific things, three things specifically that happened that day. And then you can't repeat them the next day. So they have to be different things. So you're looking for gratitude in different ways. And he said to put the notes into your phone. I had an old tablet at the time. So I started typing, writing, you know, writing into my tablet. And then I added in the fourth, which was the gratitude intention, which I had learned from the secret. And I started doing that. And um, I started, you know, I wanted to achieve a certain goal in my USANA business. And I would write that as my gratitude intention. And so 12 weeks later, I achieved that goal. And I wasn't even planning to do it then. I, you know, it was a four week goal. I thought I'll do it in the new year, but it ended up happening in November of that year. And I was just like, this gratitude stuff's pretty awesome. (laughs) 
this is working well. So then I did it for, uh, we wanted to get a house. We were living in an apartment and my husband and I, we, our, our daughter was uh, just over a year old at that point. We wanted to get a house. Uh, and yeah, we, I was like, I would write, like, I'm so happy and grateful now to live in a three bedroom, two bathroom house with a powder room on the main floor with a window that looked out into a fenced in yard. Like I was pretty specific. And, um, oh, that was close to the lake, like had to be south of the QEW in Burlington and all these things. And like 12 weeks later that manifested. So like, I knew that I was onto something. So that's kind of where it was rebirthed for me was back actually in 2011. Oh my gosh. It's almost been 10 years. Wow. That's so crazy. 10 years this summer. Yeah. I love that. So you're basically, you're being great. Like your gratitude intention is you're grateful for that thing that you want to happen, but you're writing it as if it's already happened. That's right. Yeah. It's a really, it's like a really old school way to manifest stuff, but it still works. And what I say is, you know, the three things you're grateful for specifically for that day has to be very, very specific and make it different every day as much as you possibly can, but you can keep the intention the same, but the intention, I think if you're writing the intention and you don't feel it and it doesn't feel good and you're not excited about it, you're either not choosing the right words Mm because your word is your wand or it's not in alignment with who you are. And I know you do a lot of work around alignment too. So that gratitude intention Mm -hmm. must be in alignment with what your soul truly wants, what your journey is. Oh, I love that. And I loved how you like, for both of them, for both of the things you were doing gratitude intention for, it came within like 12 weeks. Like, yeah, it doesn't always happen that fast. And some, I find some things are easier than others, but I will say that, um, I did attract my now husband. <laughs> oh, I, I need to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Using a similar process. I have a blog that I wrote about it. So I can always share that with people if they want to go back for the real step-by-step, but, um, there's a book called the law of attraction by Michael Lozier, a Canadian author. And again, it's an older book but it's a three-step process to figure out what you actually want. And you, so you go through all that you don't want in like a partner. And then you do this like transition of what the opposite would be of that, that you don't want. And then you actually would then attract your, like, then you write down your desire and vision statement about what you want in that ideal partner. And I, of course, what started it with, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have a partner who's fluently bilingual in English and French who's between five foot 10 and six foot two with dark hair and blue eyes, <laughs> all of these things who lives within, I had to live within an hour drive. He had to be within six years of my age. My husband's six years younger. Oh, he was, he had to like playing games. I ended up marrying a gamer. <laughs> like, Oh my God. I love this. That's so amazing. Yeah. Okay. I need to find yeah. that post. <laughs> yeah. I'll share it with you for sure. I'll, I'll give you the link so you can share with uh, your audience. Cause it is, I kind of go through the process in a little bit more detail, but, um, you know, Utah, I know you like to manifest as well. And I think what's so interesting is sometimes things seem easy to manifest and other things seem so much harder. And as I'm growing and learning and like spending so much time, like creating my life, I realized that a lot of times if, if something isn't manifesting, it's, and I'm just like pushing, 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 right. The generator in me. Yeah. It's because there's a lack of alignment and there's also a lack of belief. So Mm, those are like, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, as like, as you're talking, I'm like admiring your photos that are behind you. They're gorgeous. They're of nature. And of course, it's an, like, it's an audio podcast and no one can really see it, <laughs> but you do, um, your photography aligns with gratitude. So can you share like what made you link nature with your gratitude? Yeah, that was a, like, that was a challenge to figure out how to bring everything together. So I, was trying to figure out, like I knew, so wake up with gratitude actually comes from, um, if I, if I can share a story of where the name of my business comes from. So, um, I have a daughter, she's 10, she's amazing. And I'm so, so incredibly grateful to have a child. And, um, I got pregnant two more times after my daughter, both ended in miscarriage. Um, the first traumatic miscarriage was at 15 weeks and mm-hmm. I ended up giving birth at home. I, EMS had to break down the door. It was very traumatic experience. But that night when I left the hospital, I was actually able to write in my gratitude journal. And I said to myself, if I can find a way to be grateful on what was then the worst day of my life, I need to share this, this with others. And that was the catalyst for my book, 30 Days of Gratitude. Mm. So out of that first experience, which you know was devastating to our family, I birthed the book instead, you know, or not instead, but that's what was that the book was my own therapy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I healed myself by writing about gratitude. So that was that's where that part of the story comes from. And then the second miscarriage, and it's so, you know, I speak more, much more freely about miscarriage now than I did years ago. It's been six years since my second miscarriage. I do think it's important to uh, give miscarriage a voice for women because it's so secret and so hidden Yeah, and it's really terrible. And it's like, it's so upsetting, especially those that maybe haven't been given the gift of a child. So mm. the second time I miscarried, uh, I, it was at 12 weeks and I ended up, um, you know, getting a, the same procedure, which is called a DNC at the hospital, really short, like half an hour, but, uh, I ended up with a life-threatening bacterial infection. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that, um, I ended up getting very, very ill. Um, you know, at one point it could have gone either way. Most people that get the infection I got, um, don't make it. Um, mm. by the time you get to the hospital, it's already too late. It either develops as toxic shock or flesh eating disease. Mm. So I had the toxic shock one. So I was septic. Um, yeah. So it was just so incredibly like all these things that, you know, allowed me to stay alive and to be here today. And I spent a week in a medically induced coma and, uh, you know, then got out of the hospital, came home. And I just truly remember like what that feeling of wake up with gratitude is like, Mm. you know, just like I came very close to losing my life and that feeling of just, I'd, I'd been saying it for years that I wake up with gratitude, but I was like, now I get it. So that, (laughs) that was a very long way to get to the answer to your question about bringing together a wake up with gratitude in the photography. So it started, it actually took me a couple of years to launch the brand after this happened. Um, I launched as a blog first and I was like trying to figure out how to make it into a business. And when I moved to Vancouver Island, I started taking more photos of the sunrise. So I'd been taking sunrise photos before, but I didn't, I lived in a, you know, a nice place, but not like a stunning place like here. 
started taking more pictures. And then my friends were like, can I buy, like, do you have a print of that? I was like, I don't know, maybe. And so I started like connecting my photography, which is a lot of the sunrise, Mm. right? I love getting up for sunrise to this like image that represents a reminder to wake up with gratitude. That, you know, is really where the physical, like a print or a card, I know this is an audio podcast, but I made cards mm-hmm. it all, and the cards are gratitude cards. Like it all has really come together. And then the podcast was birthed just over a year ago. Uh, Cause I just really wanted a way to inspire more people to wake up with gratitude. And I know that this medium is one of the ways that people absorb information now mm-hmm. and are inspired. I love that. And I love how it's like, I didn't realize there, I mean, I noticed that they're all like the photos that you take. I love that they're all sunrises. Mostly sunrises. (laughs) This time of year, we're recording in January. It is very tricky. Um, So sometimes I capture pictures like in the middle of the day because the morning will be completely socked in with rain. But we're very, you know, we're very blessed here on Vancouver Island. So I lived on the mainland for 10 months of, uh, you know, near Vancouver. And there it'll rain for days and days and days without stopping. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Like Seattle. So here we actually, um, it might rain for like 10 hours and then you get like an hour of like blue sky Mm. and then it might rain again. But that, that hour of blue sky, like for me, when the, the weather breaks this time of year, I will drop everything, whatever I'm doing. And I'll be like out the door taking photos. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I take thousands of photos, Michelle, and I share like 10 of them, you know? (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's awesome. And I also love, like, there's something about, I heard somewhere and I forgot what this related to, like, if someone's, if they're always like, uh, I don't know if it's heartbreak, but you can always rely on the sun coming back up. Right. So it's like anchoring in that gratitude of something they can always rely on. I think is so beautiful. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the sun rises. It, even if I can't see it, the sun rose. It gets, it's there. Right? It's there. Even though I didn't get to see it today, but somebody did somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. Like so many of these pictures, like I was the only one there, mm. right? Like there's just so many of these pictures where like there was no one else around. Occasionally I have a couple of photographer friends that I see now occasionally or friends that will join me once in a while, but the majority of my pictures, it's just me. And mm. it's like, I, I feel this like immense privilege to not only to see it, but to have honed and improved my photography skills in a way that I share it. And then it gets shared again and shared again. So more and more people can like, just have that little piece of what wake up with gratitude is. Oh, that's so good. And uh, we'll definitely share a link in the show notes of, so people know how they can um, look at your photos and look at your gratitude cards and all the things. So Mm -hmm. amazing. Okay. So part of your work is with gratitude and then you're also homeschooling. So how, okay. So like you're definitely an entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah. How's like, were you ever in corporate? Like how was like the bridge? So I did do, um, I did do the traditional get married, have the corporate job for about six years. I have, um, I had a first marriage that ended, uh, in a, a couple years after we got married, I was 24. I was like, it's time to get married, you know, settle down, had the corporate job. And, uh, I got married for all the wrong reasons. And it's like, my family's like, we knew you shouldn't have got married. I'm like, well, then why didn't you tell me? Like, I just 
like, why didn't you tell me? Anyways, it doesn't matter. It was part of my journey and I'm grateful for it. And I really, truly am. I worked in corporate. I would cry on the way to work sometimes. Oh, I was man. just so miserable. And because what I wanted to do was now this is more acceptable, but back then I was really trying to be an entrepreneur. So an entrepreneur is someone that works within a company or corporation and wants to help improve processes or make changes or, you know, create new things like that is now in a lot of companies that's encouraged. Right. But the time that I was, it was like, it was hard and people didn't like it. And as I was just bored of doing my work, like I just would finish it so fast and I'd be bored. And I'm like, well, what if we did this over here? And could we try this? And could we design this program? And I'm not a developer or a programmer, but my dad and my husband are both developers. So I understood enough about programming to be like, I think we could do this, this, and this, and that would work. And, you know, it's so I only, I mean, only, I spent six years in corporate, left my job, um, left my husband and packed everything, um, gave away like all my stuff. He left, he got the house, the pets, the car, the whole deal. And I, um, packed up a backpack and put a, took a one-way ticket to move to Europe basically. Oh, wow. I did not know mm -hmm. that part of your story. That's incredible. That's like, you are, well, I already know this, but for people who don't, Julie's like incredibly powerful, <laughs> like a powerhouse woman for sure. Oh, I didn't feel like it at the time, but I was like, if I don't go now, like my job, my contract job had ended. Uh, my marriage was over. I was in my parents' basement. I was able, I like, because I wasn't paying, you know, mortgage or whatever, I paid off the rest of the student debt that I had. So like, this is the time I'm 28. I'm never going to do this another time. So I just like went and, you know, this was in 2004 when getting a job over the internet wasn't a thing. So right. I remember like connecting with this company in Switzerland. They had like this really like janky website and they were a camp there's the camp and I, I would be in Switzerland where I wanted to go. And it was like a day camp. I was like, I don't know, but I'll take it. Cause I just have a job. And I ended up getting this job at a camp. Speaking of manifesting and visualizing, I had been to Europe um, six years earlier and I had remembered this view of the mountains. It had like burned itself into my brain in, in Switzerland, this, these mountains, it's called Les Dans du Midi, the teeth in the middle. And I'd never forgotten about these mountains. And so I took a job in Switzerland because I wanted to be in Switzerland. And mm. when I had already gone over, because I went over a little bit early to spend time with my sister who was living in the UK, another posting came up for that company, which was to work at a camp in the village that looked across to those mountains. And Whoa. it was for a French teacher, even though I speak French, I didn't have the French teaching experience. I convinced them to give me the job. And I remember the first day I showed up and I walk out the balcony of my room and I see the, the mountains that I had looked in my, seen in my mind for years. I was like, wow, I like this happened. Wow. Yeah. You are, that is incredible. <laughs> Was... I didn't know it at the time though, right? <laughs> like I didn't know how powerful that manifestation was, right? Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So then, and then you just became an entrepreneur from there. Like you joined USANA and then things just <laughs> happened. <laughs> well, sort of. So I was teaching overseas for over two years and I applied to come back to Canada to go, to be a teacher, to go to, to actually get my teaching degree. And at the same time, I'd been introduced to USANA. I didn't even know network marketing wasn't even a term. I had no freaking clue what I was doing. But Leanne Jacobs, one of my very best friends was like, you know, try these products. So I was like, these are great. I'm training for Ironman. I'm recovering faster. Sounds good. And then she's like, there's a business here. It's a thousand dollars. 
give me your credit card. I was like, I'm in. Like, I've always wanted to go to business with you. I like these vitamins. Sign me up. That is literally the decision-making process. And I had no idea. I came back to Canada to go to school, but Leanne had said, you need to go to Salt Lake City for convention. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, when do I need to book my flights for? I had no money, Michelle. I had come back from Switzerland with $4,000 in my pocket, spent it on a car that was a lemon, had no money to pay my tuition, bought like an $800 plane ticket to Salt Lake City. I don't even remember like how I paid for the hotel. Like I had no money, no income. And I was, I went to convention and I was like, this is amazing. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm in and I, I went home and I dropped out of school. That is awesome. Yeah. 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 And then yes, became an entrepreneur, had some part-time jobs to help me like pay, you know, whatever expenses I had. And then um, you stayed with my parents for a year. And then after a year, I was like on my own paying rent, you know, yeah. through my business. It was, it was a crazy time. I just love how that story unfolded. Like that's <laughs> incredible. I love it. I love it. Cause like that, that's a true entrepreneur, right? Like you just go with it. Like, Oh my God, yeah. what's happening. I'm in like, you just trusted. So, Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't recommend it, but then again, like a lot of really successful people in network marketing did the same leap. It's not for everyone. I will tell you, I don't know that I would do the same today with a family and a house and a mortgage and all those things like that. It is a different decision, but for some people, you know, burning the bridges might be the way to go. Cause Mm -hmm. then you're like, you're really on it. You have to make it work. So that's gotta be a decision for you though. Yeah. And like, just knowing you, like you're, you're a force to be reckoned with. So like you really are. And so it's, it was genius of Leanne to be like, Hey, you got to join. <laughs> and they're like, okay, I'm in. That's so awesome. Okay. And then, um, I just want to hear as a mom, cause you're saying how you're an unschool. I don't know what the unschooling and I yeah. think that might be a hot button topic, but I don't, I know nothing about this. So I'm for it. I want to hear like what, yeah. like a quick. Yeah, of course. So just the big difference between homeschooling and unschooling, both are done at home. Homeschooling follows a set curriculum and uh, like a pro, you know, there's like really some pretty stiff, I would not say stiff, but I would say like, there's a lot more structure in the day than unschooling. Unschooling allows a child to follow their passions, their interests and deep dive and learn. And I really, it took us a while to like get to that point where that was working for us. But what's really cool is like the things that my daughter does, like without any help from me now is insane. Like she is totally obsessed with horses, has all these, like they're called Shirley horses. It's a whole, she has a whole village. Like that's all the presents she's gotten for years, all these horses. She makes like tack for these model horses and like blankets and all these things with a glue gun and some ribbon and some felt and some lobster claws and hooks. And I'm like, I, I am not crafty. Like, I just want to be clear that craftiness is like not, I can take photos, but I'm not a crafty person. Really. I don't even really like crafts. And that she just figures this stuff out by herself. And she just comes up with all these things. She made this book all about different uh, animals and why she liked them. Like just the stuff she comes up with because like, here's the thing is like, as an adult, how many times Michelle, have you taken a course, taken a class, learned something new, Googled something to figure something out of an interest that you had and you followed it Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. 
<laughs> so why can't our kids just learn to do that? And that's what she does. Mm, that's amazing. She's very good with Google. You know, how old is she? She's 10 now. Okay. Wow. Yeah. She's an amazing young lady. Like, um, our mutual friend, Karen, uh, that she and her connect every once in a while. And she told my daughter that she had to make a list of 25 things she loved about herself. I, and I was like, okay, well, you got to do the homework Karen assigned you. She's like, I don't know if I can think of that many things. I said, well, you'll figure it out. And she wrote a list, like, come on, your 10 year old kid, like oh does a list of things she loves about herself. Sure. Some of it was that she loves like different things, but I was like, some of it was like, she loves that she's creative. Mm. Like adults can't sit down and write a list of 25 things that they love about themselves. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. That is like, that melts my heart, especially at age 10 when it could be a hard age, you know? Yeah. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. I'm teaching, you know what, Michelle, I'm just teaching her to be a good human being. That's yeah. my job. Yeah. Keep, keep her as safe as I can. Give her room to grow. I think safe, like, but, mm. yeah, that's like, I think like giving the gift of resourcefulness mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah. So like, yeah. she's going to, she's going to, she's going to figure it out. <laughs> oh, she's already, she had her own little business. At a, I did a, like a craft fair thing where I sold my cards and my calendars. She decorated all these little glass jars and made like Christmas jars and sold them with me. I like, she's learning sales. Oh she's gosh. learning to ask for the sale. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for this. I, it was not easy to get to this place though, where I'm comfortable with this, but I realized that she's learning so many things that, um, she wouldn't otherwise. And the question on everybody's mind is how does she socialize? And I'll say, well, right now, a ton of kids aren't being socialized. Um, but one thing is, is that when you're like this and you connect with other groups of kids that are doing this, they're not all the same age. So she spends time with little kids. She actually does mother's helper with a two and a half, four and six year old. Um, she spends time with other adults you know, she spends time with seniors. Like she just, she's socialized actually in a really amazing way that she can connect with really young kids and also with adults. Okay. I get that. So like with the schooling method, this mm-hmm. is like, I'm just curious. So it's like, there's a set curriculum. So like, do you do like, like, I don't know, all the 10 year olds who are part of this curriculum in the school meet on zoom? Like, no, you know what the homeschooling means so many different things and there's okay. so many different programs. So what one family does for homeschooling is not going to be the same as another family. And then unschooling is like another version of that. So okay. what I say to a parent who is maybe making that decision to pull their child from traditional school, especially during this time, during the pandemic, um, first of all, what our kids need the most right now is they need to feel safe and secure and they need to manage their anxiety and their fears. Mm. And that's like, what I don't care who, where you live, what child, whatever, all of our kids have fear and anxiety right now because their lives are so topsy-turvy. Um, they're not seeing their friends the way that they used to. Their school isn't the same. The things they relied on are not there. So I think first and foremost, whatever you decide, if, if your priority is keeping your child, make, allowing them to feel safe, allowing them to manage anxiety and all of these things, you're doing great. Mm, I love that. That is so good. Okay. So we are in 2021. Today's the yeah. 4th of January. Yep. What's your, um, your vision for 2021? Yeah, I have a massive, enormous vision for my network marketing business. So I've been in network marketing for 15 years and my average, my income's been good. Like Mm -hmm. I make a good living. It's good. It's comfortable. 
but it's, it really is just about me and my family. And one of the biggest gifts of network marketing is that you can help others Mm -hmm. to really change their lives in a massive way. And one thing that really drives me for my vision of 2021 is really being there to support women, to empower women, to have financial independence so that they can make choices because so many times women are stuck in a relationship, in a marriage, in a whatever situation, and they are feel they cannot leave because they are financially bound to their partner. Um, and I think that's so dangerous. And women right now, Michelle, 2020 was brutal for women. Mm. Women like had to stay home with their kids, right? Who stayed home? If you're in a two partner family, like who stays home with the kids? The mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, women are left single moms after this pandemic. I just had a friend, you know, tell me this morning, she's separating from her husband. And I have this vision of building a business that's eight times my income by the end of 2021, because women need women to help us to make sure that we can take care of ourselves and our families and then help the world. But I never want a woman to stay in a situation that is just not the right situation for her, not bringing her joy or maybe even a dangerous one because she cannot live financially um, on her own. Mm, That is so good. And as a USANA person, like it's such a beautiful business model and the products are amazing. Like I take the products, like all the things. So it's like, like, yeah, um, I love your vision. So thank you for sharing it. And we'll put links in the show notes for people who align and like want to join your team, all of it. (laughs) No, or you know what, Michelle, honestly, like for me, um, you know, and this really aligns with what I do with wake up with gratitude, right? Everything I do in my USANA business and in network marketing is all built on a foundation of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here because I want to inspire people to wake up with gratitude. And how do I do that? There's different vehicles and ways that I do that. The most powerful vehicle that anyone can join and anyone can be a part of it is this USANA vehicle that you and I have. The Not everyone's going to take photos. Not everyone's going to run a Shopify mm-hmm. store. Not everyone's going to be able to do that. But everyone has an equal chance to build a business with USANA. And for me, that's where there's so much gratitude for, we can just make so much change uh, one person at a time. I love that, Julie. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you, getting to know you even more. Um, and how can people learn about you? The, my website is very simple. It's wakeupwithgratitude.com. So wake up with gratitude. And if you are really interested in the photos, wake up with gratitude photo on Facebook and Instagram. And then me as a person and everything else that I do, it's just everything on all the socials is the same. It's my name, Julie, C-M, like Mary, and then my last name, which is B-O-Y-E-R, Boyer, but it looks like Boyer. So Julie C.M. Boyer is all my handle for the same on everything. I hang out on a lot of different platforms. I even hang out on Twitter. You'll see me on LinkedIn. You'll see me on the Facebook, the Instagram, all those things. Um, I social for me has become a place where I really um, enjoy creating content and adding value to your feed. So, you know, love to meet you through socials for sure. Amazing. Okay. Those are all going to be in the show notes. Thank you so much, Julie. It was truly a pleasure, Michelle. Take care. Join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support. And take part in our five-day inner confidence challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. 
make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.